AMA 50 KFUO 105.3 FM. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO Radio. I'm Gary. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's so good to be here today with you. And it's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good to talk to you. Looks like we're getting close to Lent. Yes, we are. Uh, in fact, when we talk next week, it will be, well, I don't know, uh, Mardi Gras, if you translate that in English, means Greasy Tuesday. Okay. Uh, then there's Ash Wednesday. And then we're going to be on on Thursday. I don't know what Thursday is. Okay. Don't know either. <laughs> Lent Thursday or Lent something. Thursday. But, the first right. Thursday in Lent. That's it. <laughs> there you go. That's next week. What's our conversation today? Well, always the Sunday before Lent begins, we have a Sunday called Transfiguration Sunday. And let me explain that to you. Jesus took his disciples, Peter, James, and John, to a high mountain by themselves. St. Mark tells us what happens next. And the reason why I like St. Mark's version of this, it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke also, is, is how he describes uh, the way Jesus appeared. It goes like this. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them uh, Moses with uh, Elijah, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, uh, for they were terrified, and a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out from the cloud this is my beloved son listen to him uh, the reference to tense gary has to do with that particular season in the jewish calendar um there there is a there is a holy day right around that time where, where people go into their tents and they remember uh wandering around in the wilderness in uh in, in their in the uh, 40 years after they left egypt and that was a Jewish festival every year. So Peter was saying, okay, let's do that. Well, anyway, we know that this was the beginning of the journey that would lead to Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. St. Peter never forgot this moment. The apostle writes in his final New Testament letter, For when Jesus received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you do well to pay attention as a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. This is the only reference to the transfiguration apart from uh, the um, stories in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I think there's something substantial behind what Peter has to say here. Let me explain to you. Though Peter would waver in his faith from time to time in the future, this transfiguration moved the apostle to return to Jesus whenever he went astray. The story of St. Peter reminds me of an old Irish hymn. And you've probably heard of it a few times. It's a familiar one. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day and by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. 
in one of my several books talking about uh, the stories behind hymns. This one's called 100 Favorite Hymns. This book puts it this way. What's the biggest hindrance to our living wholeheartedly for the Lord? What stops you from passionately pursuing all of the spiritual disciplines? For most of us, the answer is not that complicated. We simply have a whole lot of distractions. Our focus is easily taken away from God and placed on other things. Our vision is clouded by worldly pleasures and pursuits. And so the hymn continues. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word. I ever with me, and thou with me, Lord. Thou and thou only, first in my heart. Great God of heaven, my treasure thou art. Let me continue on a little bit with this 100 favorite hymns paragraph. Be thou my vision is credited to an Irish monk named Dallin Forgale uh, from the 6th century who wrote the poem in the honor of St. Patrick. Hundreds of years later, Mary Elizabeth Byrne translated it into English. In 1912, it was put into hymn form by Eleanor Hull. In other words, a lot of individuals had a hand in producing a song we, as we know it today. What makes any work get passed on for more than a thousand years? Maybe because the plea behind it spoke to the people in every century. And I think I see that in Be Thou My Vision. It's a wonderful hymn for that. Let me sing to you the final verse. Great God of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven's sun. Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. Gary, do you know any other song that has the word transfigured in it? I don't think so. I got one for you. Okay. Yep. I I had that question all set up. Okay. (laughs) It was the 19th century, and there was an abolitionist hymn writer named Julia Ward Howe. Now, real quick, I would have really surprised you if I did know one, wouldn't I? (laughs) Yeah, that would would ruin my whole whole plan here. Your whole plan there. Okay, go on. (laughs) Anyway, um, the, the hymn is, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory of the Coming of the Lord. Uh, But it's interesting that Julia Ward Howe was talking about abolition, uh, meaning, you know, ridding the world of slavery. Right. And you can hear this in verse 3 so clearly. It goes like this. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. You see, when God transfigures us, he changes us from what we were to what we are. Uh, In the words of a book I've been reading recently, it takes us away from everything, uh, including ourselves. We, We don't think that much about ourselves anymore when we're transfigured by God. We just follow where He leads, and that's all that matters. Would you like to lead us in a prayer today? Yes, Gary, let's do that. Lord, we need to see your glory so we can be transfigured. May this glory change us from our will to yours each and every day. 
But we pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord of our life and the God of our salvation. Amen. Would you like to give us a little more of a highlight of next week's program as well? All right. Well, next week, as we said, it's going to be the day after Ash Wednesday. So we're already in the season of Lent at that point. And I thought, well, what are we going to do to sing about uh, the beginning of Lent? Let's listen to the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, which would be the scripture reading for the Sunday following by the devil for 40 days. And also listen to the lyrics of a classic Isaac Watts hymn, Alas, and Did My Savior Bleed. I look forward to it. Thanks for being on the show today, Doug. More than welcome to uh, talk with you every week, Gary. God's blessings on you and uh, on the people at KFUO and all of our listeners. Thank you. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO Radio.